hear me? Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your humble, happy host, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas, of course. You know that because you've been listening on a regular basis. And first of all, I want to start out by thanking all of you. Um, we had a record number of listens in the past 30 days. My goal this year and you know, it was to have a regular listenership of 200,000. Well, we're probably going to end up with a regular listenership of 150, 160,000. And guys, listen, that's fantastic. We really sincerely appreciate it. It tells me that what we're saying is resonating with all of you guys in this changing market and this, frankly, this confusing time in our country. The truth is, is all of us are looking for authentic, real, tactical, practical leadership and, and, and you know, helping folks know what to do. We're trying to do that for you, but your imperative, what you have to do after you listen to our show, is you then have to apply, take action on what you learn, and then individualistically you guys become leaders in your own right. And I want you to be really clear about that. You start with your family. You maybe start with your church. You start with your customers. You start with your real estate office. You become a leader. That's what our country needs more than anything else. And hopefully we're planting some seeds that will help you guys know what to say and what to do. A lot of office managers and brokers use our radio show and obviously the premier coaching as their uh, educational backbone for their brokerages and their businesses, and I appreciate that. But it's not enough, guys, just to give the information. You have to apply it. Yeah, some of you guys say, well, we're entertaining. Occasionally we make you guys laugh or, you know, it's funny how many emails I get where people want me to start swearing again, but I'm not going to do it because I said <laughs> at the beginning of the year I'd avoid it. <laughs> you know, I do get a lot of emails like that, but I'm not going to. You know. Reminder, so, three-year-old and grandma lurking, you know, in and out of the office. Right. We're not going to be potty mouths, but thanks for the request. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. But, but truthfully, guys, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, uh, you know, Anytime we can ever do anything for you, please feel free to email either of us directly, Julie at Tim and Julie com or Tim at Tim and Julie com. So, Julie, we're going to be talking about something that I think actually I'm, I wrote this show. Well, Julie, I gave her the idea and Julie wrote it as always. But one of the things that we talk about all the time, longtime listeners, you know what I'm probably about to say, is one of the, well, it's not one of the, it's the absolute truth key number one thing you have to do if you want long-term ever-increasing success defining what i'm talking about a good month that's great but i'm talking about a good month a good year a good life and not just financially but in all aspects of your life and this is it this is i call it a secret but it i mean at this point i don't my god if you guys haven't heard this yet you just must be new listeners but here it is doing what you don't want to do long-term ever-increasing success guys write this down please 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 internalize memorize and never let this go long-term ever-increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level that means not looking for the easy button that means not looking for shortcuts that means saying no to the people that you intuitively know are just trying to sell you some gimmick that means actually learning how to be a true professional uh, real estate uh, salesperson, which is in essence what you guys are. And that means what that definition of that is, the second level of that is you're actually helping people. 
So the secondary understanding of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level comes from acceptance of this next thought. If you don't have the life that you want, the financial freedom that you want, the success that you want, the peace that you want, the haven't had the experiences in life that you want, if you're not wearing the clothes that you want, drove the car that you want, all of those types of things. As you look around, you're just seeing nothing but compromises. If that's the environment you find yourself in, it comes down to this one thought that follows the doing what you don't want to do thought. There's a direct relationship between the number of people that you help and the quality of life that you have. Quality of life is defined by the things we just talked about. The number of people you help to the number to the essentially the quality of life you have, the influence, you know, the everything. There's that is the relationship. So if you don't have the life that you want, if you're not experiencing the life that you want on any level, it's just simply for the fact that either no one's ever told you or you've never accepted the fact you just need to learn how to help more people at a higher level. You help solve other people's problems, you will have the world beating its it doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you become the prominent problem solver, if you become the trusted real estate advisor, you will never have a shortage of opportunity, never have a shortage of money, never have a shortage of anything. But it all comes back to your willingness to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level and avoiding the gimmicks of real estate. Our industry is wall-to-wall gimmicks. We don't coach gimmicks. We get you guys to actually take the actions that sometimes you don't want to take when you don't want to take them. And, on the, and when you accept that, your life shifts. Just for a second, some of you that might be skeptics as you listen to me say this, just for a second, some of you that might feel like you're resisting, set it aside and just just say, you know what, maybe, maybe that crazy Harris guy is right. Maybe. Maybe those yahoos from Texas are right. Now how do you feel? You probably feel relieved, like a burden has been removed from you because your path forward is becoming clearer. So what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to get granular. We're going to drill down success hacks, the practical, tactical way to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So what we're going to do, that's a nice catchy saying. You know, Julie and I coined that. It's copyrighted. So now what we're going to do is we're going to tell you on a very, very specific coaching level how to go about doing that. So Julie, yes, Julie has a great email to read from longtime listener Mark Mayer, and then we're going to get to point number one. Okay, perfect. So again, from Mark Mayer, who is another one of our great Hilton Head Island, South Carolina listeners, he writes, Dear Julie and Tim, we met years ago when we were both stars of the month with Howard Brinton and Star Power Club, and it's always awesome to hear from our Howard Brinton friends. I was the number one producer, 175 transactions in Syracuse in 1992, sold my business in 97, goes on with a lot of fantastic history of selling his business, took some time off, as many of you who have found us are in this position. I'm a single agent now and started listening to your radio show and signed up for coaching, was so fortunate so far to have had Rochelle and David as coaches. As I sit still in a hotel room for 10 days from evacuating Hilton Head Island, one of my best friends and coworkers and I was in the business, my agent, uh, Lisa Medford, we were talking about emailing you. She did, and I also wanted to thank you for the radio program. Can't tell you how thankful I am for you and your program in my life. It's our pleasure. It has rejuvenated me and made me feel like I'm 28 again. 
just like the year I started in the business and took a CRS course with Howard. I'm 53 now. Gosh, she's making me feel old now, right? <laughs> but we're all in this <laughs> together. I'm so excited for my business. I've decided to hire two people and have a small, profitable team and enjoy my daily prospecting and being a strong force in listing homes. Thank you again, and I look forward to someday being a coach with your organization. So thank you so much for that, Mark Meyer, uh, Mayer, rather, in uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina. It is our pleasure, and I'm so uh, happy and ecstatic that we've found each other again. So thank you for being a loyal listener and for sharing this with your colleagues as well. And uh, welcome back. It's all so, good. Guys, Julie found a great quote, and she's going to read it to you now. Discipline, Jules? Uh, yes, I had to switch over to the radio show from that uh, shout-out. Okay, uh, success hacks, uh, and here's the quote. Discipline is hard, harder than trustworthiness and skill, and perhaps even harder than selflessness. We are by nature flawed and inconstant creatures. We can't even keep from snacking between meals. We're not built for discipline. We are built for novelty and excitement. Not to be giving careful attention to detail, discipline is something we have to work at. That's a quote from a book called The Checklist Manifesto, How to Get Things Right from Atul Gawand. So I loved that quote because it's kind of keeping it real, right? We're not actually naturally built to have serious discipline. We don't just roll out of bed and go, all right, I'm not going to snack today and actually believe that, right? So I wanted to start out our show with our six points of really drilling down and, as you said, Tim, getting granular. Back to you. So, Julie, uh, the first point, and let's make sure we say point this and point that as we present because I get criticized from brokers who who don't realize when we're going from one point to the next. So the first point, again, we're going to give you the practical tactical of how to basically implement doing what you don't want to do. The worst thing for you to do, coaching clients, remember I told you this, future coaching clients, remember I told you this, is don't just jump in and think how somehow you're going to be magically back on a schedule. And, and a quick analogy, let's say you – I'll give you a personal one, okay? So I took the month of August off from lifting weights. And when I come back from, uh, you know, not lifting weights for a month, I have – I, like, regressed. I've gone back to, like, you know, the amount of weight I could lift when I was 12. I don't even know what the hell happened. <laughs> the point is, is that Quite all that, that bad, you have to – well, no, but the point is, is that you guys have to be giving yourselves a little bit of a, you know, break when you're trying to develop a schedule and try to develop discipline. Jumping in with two feet very rarely works. So these are kinds of the thoughts that I want you to have. So point number one: start small, create one new habit at a time, staying realistic and attainable. Instead of committing to running five miles a day, for example, or prospecting for five hours a day, for example, right after the bat, instead commit to putting. On your tennis shoes every morning at the same time and getting out the door for at least 10 minutes. This gives you immediate success, a dose of the happy brain drug dopamine, and encourage you to do it again tomorrow. This plays into the excitement of the victory. The next day you can take 12 months, uh, 12 minutes and then you can run, and eventually you're doing a bigger goal. So start really, really small. Uh, on a schedule, for example, all of our top producing agents have a schedule, but I'll tell you guys a little secret. Even though on the radio show they're going to tell you they stick to their schedule every single day and they you know, basically are like robots, they're not. How do I know? Because I coach them. <laughs> so I bet you the, the most profitable, biggest agent in the country sticks to a schedule every morning, probably, if I'm being honest, three days of the week. They don't do it every day of the week. That's just the type of thing you say when you're being interviewed to make it sound like you're Superman or Superwoman. So give yourself a break. Start small, though. Start by doing one thing, one tiny little baby step, and then build on that and make it so that it's attainable, something you can actually accomplish. So, Julie, point number two. Point number two, use a simple, 
ongoing business checklist. Choose three mission-critical dollar productive items that you will absolutely get done each business day. It can be less, it shouldn't be more. But cross them off as you go to see your success and focus only on the things that lead to profit. Again, that's lead generation, lead follow-up, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, closing, lather, rinse, repeat. And also from that book, The Checklist Manifesto, to this point, here's a quote. Good checklists have to be precise. They are efficient, to the point, and easy to use, even in the most difficult situations. They don't try to spell out everything. A checklist cannot fly a plane. Instead, they provide reminders of only the most critical and important steps, the ones that even the highly skilled professional using them might miss. Good checklists are, above all, practical. So keep it simple. Your checklist should not be a paragraph per point. It's a reminder, a reminder to do the dollar productive items in real estate. And I think it's valuable, Tim, for our listeners to actually memorize that list of what actually leads to a paycheck. I memorized it originally just in the right order because the rest of it doesn't matter if you don't generate leads, either prospecting, marketing, or both. So generate the lead. Okay, guess what? It logically makes sense. You now have to follow up on it. You must pre-qualify before you present. That will lead to negotiating and closing. That's the easy way to remember that. And then post it on your wall. I have my uh, coaching clients often when I talk to them, post this on the wall with a U-turn sign at the bottom. If you're walking out your door and you're not doing something on that list, you make a U-turn right back to your desk and look at that checklist. Jules, hover there. Sorry for interrupting you, but hover there. What does it not include? We should talk about that. It's easy to say what (laughs) it includes. It's e- right. It's easy to say, well, it makes sense. You first lead generate, then you qualify, pre-qualify. Well, pre-qualification is an art that's being lost. I've noticed that. But anyway, so you lead generate, you pre-qualify, you present, you negotiate, and you close. Oh, that's easy. Okay, what is not on that list? What is? Think of all the things that you guys do every single day. By the way, it's not just salespeople. It's not just real estate people. It's everybody. We think that somehow it's important for us to basically be updating our status everywhere. That is just nothing but a manifestation of ego. That is all that it is. The whole Facebook thing, the whole Instagram thing, when you guys spend a lot of time on, time on that, what it is is creative avoidance of doing the real work. Oh, Tim, that's offensive. Social networking, are you crazy? Okay, if you guys want to do it, that's fine. But do it after the real work of the day is done. Don't do it thinking it's the real work. It's not. That stuff is not going to get you guys into the end zone. It's barely going to get you off the, you know, out of the dugout if you have flip from football to baseball so keep your heads clear about that those are the five activities or i'll translate all of them the time you spend in front of a customer the time you spend in front of ideally a seller that's when you're actually doing your job as a listing agent which all of you guys should hopefully be progressively moving towards becoming a listing agent listing agents run the industry you have to list the last i can give you all the other little sayings but again, I'm guessing you guys have realized that, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to us. Working with buyers is great, but the power comes from working on the seller side. When you guys do that and you spend more time focused on that, when you wake up in the morning, how can I get in front of sellers today? What sellers should I try to get in front of? Those are the prominent thoughts, and then put yourself into the actions necessary to get in front of sellers. All the other stuff you can delegate, and we'll show you how. We'll show you how to build a team. Your perfect world is like Alan Don, who's one of the best agents that you've never heard of probably. He's just spent all of his time prospecting for sellers. He's probably the wealthiest, most successful realtor that there ever was, Philadelphia. 
guys ever heard of him? Probably not. He doesn't t- spend a lot of time bragging about himself. He just stays drilled down and gets work done. Next point, Julie. All right, next point is number three, have strong but supportive external accountability. Start your day with a call to your accountability partner. Take five minutes to simply commit to the three things on your dollar productive business checklist. Check in at the end of the day with your progress. Turn this into a game where each task that's done is worth a point. Whoever ends the week with the most points wins. The loser pays 50 bucks to the kitty, and whoever wins for the month to keep you both continually motivated gets the pot of cash. There's lots of twists to this type of supportive external accountability. I've had coaching clients have their assistant, for example, hand them the list of five names to past clients in Nerve Influence. They've got to talk to those people using the Ford script every day. They have all day to make the connection, but they're fined. Their assistant gets five bucks for every contact they don't make. Do you want to see an assistant hold you accountable? That's pretty easy on a daily basis. I've had people do that with their kids. Kids are even more relentless holding you accountable and responsible. You can set it up so that 100% of your lead follow-up has to be done by the end of the day under penalty of you know, paying somebody who's absolutely going to be on top of you. But at the very least, have strong, supportive, external accountability partner. They don't even have to be in real estate. It could be you know, a friend of yours who's also running a business where they have to get things done every day. Does that make What's sense, Tim? The, kid, the kids... Heck yeah, the kids are the best one, right? So here, here's a fun one for you guys. What's true? Like, you know, we have a three-year-old, and trust me when I tell you, I've never bought, I've met someone who's so bossy as Zoe is. But, she but just here's has the thing. leadership skills. That's all. <laughs> is that what we're she's not bossy. <laughs> uh, no, she's bossy, man. All right, so positive. so here's uh, here's a thought. As if it, so if you have children, if you don't, it doesn't matter. It it works the same way. Choose a goal that basically everybody wants. Kids, easy. Disney World. So we're going to take you to Disney World. This is you telling your family in six months or a year or whatever. But this is what mommy or daddy has to accomplish ahead of time. And you write that down. You put it on the refrigerator. Trust me when I tell you when those kids run by the refrigerator and they see that, they're going to ask you about it. So you say, I have to sell 20 houses or 30 houses or 40 houses. You put a little Jerry Lewis telephone thermometer up there, and every time mommy or daddy gets a sale, they get to pull it, color it in, and your whole family will be rallying around your success. Pull them in. Make them part of it. If you're – if you don't have any kids or if you're by yourself or whatever, create similar goals, things that motivate you. You know, I have people – okay, here's a true story. I had a, a coaching client in Hawaii, and what he did is he would come to coaching every uh, – he's finally retired, but he came to coaching every spring. His goal was to basically list and sell. It was like 20 houses, and he wanted to do it by uh, May or June. I don't remember which. And then he'd take the rest of the year off. That's how basic – and he would travel and show dogs. So that's what he did. Um, you know, so you guys can create your own reality, but definitely, you know, hold yourself accountable. Coaching clients, use the real estate success game. It's on the website. Download it. It's a really cool little fun thing you can do um, to hold yourself accountable to the individual activities that actually get you paid. It's something Julie and I spent a lot of time on years ago, so make sure you guys uh, use that and you copy it. By the way, uh, go ahead and complete that form, free coaching call, guys. Don't. Uh, Assume free means no value. You'll be connected directly with one of our enrollment coaches. They're going to get you started on the Real Estate Treasure Map, which is our book, which is the business plan that all of you guys should be working on this time of year. They're going to help you go through the initial stages of understanding your lead generation spokes. They're going to help you go through the idea of understanding your numbers. It's going to, you know, you're going to walk away from this thing, and you're going to feel like you actually have some direction. And then you get the Real Estate Treasure Map, the book, for free. So. It's limited time. I think we can schedule something like eight or 12 
of these appointments per day. Go ahead and schedule. It's right there on the website. It, if you go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, you can schedule, or you can just fill out that form that's right there in front of you, name, email, phone number. So get that complete, and you guys will see you also get a, some other books just for completing the form. Do that and do that now, and we'll call you back right away. Next point, Julie. Next point, and this one is I'm just warning everyone, really radical. So I hope you guys are ready to listen, pay attention, write it down. Point number four, schedule a cheat day every week where the rules don't apply. You can do whatever you feel like, whenever you feel like it, and it doesn't matter if it's at the highest level or not. Bill Phillips uses this in his book, Body for Life, where your diet and your exercise uh, are exempt one day per week. I remember, you know, I'm sure you remember too, Tim, we went through a phase in real estate where, you know, we were so busy, we were doing a good job with doing the things we didn't want to do when we didn't want to do them, but oftentimes we were doing them late into the day, followed by a pizza, and both of us gained too much weight, and then we did the Body for Life program. One of the things that I know helped me is having that cheat day where you could look forward to whatever day you designated, maybe Saturday or Sunday, and you could eat a box of donuts if you felt like it. But the interesting thing that happens is <laughs> after you do that a couple of times, you kind of get it out of your system and you kind of don't want to do it anymore. But just having that mental anchor that you have a cheat day, well, you can do that in real estate too. So we're here to tell you, yes, you heard it right here on this podcast, you can take a day, not a week, not a month, not a year, not a quarter, and you, can, you don't have to do what you don't want to do. You don't have to do it when you don't want to do it. You can do it at a crappy level if you feel like it. That's okay, but it's only one day. As long as well, you've been good the rest of the week. Go ahead. Listing agents. Well, Julie, let's expand upon that because it's absolutely true. None of us, going back to Julie's great quotes, none of us are designed for discipline. None of us got into this business because we wanted to have a schedule. Let's be honest. None of us got into this business because we wanted to have somebody harping over us, you know, what to do, when to do it. That isn't why we got into the business. The romantic notion that we had when we got our real estate licenses was not the reality of what it takes to be successful. Hopefully everybody can agree because it's true. Well, you need a break. You need a day. You need maybe even a weekend. You need your evenings just to have unstructured time. Now, if you have families and you have kids, you're going to need to carve it out and be more strategic in when you're going to do it. You need that time where there's nobody, you know, there's no cell phone, there's no email, there's no nothing. You're allowed to do whatever you want to do. If you want to sleep, you sleep. If you want to watch a movie, you watch a movie. Read a book, go for a run, whatever. That's your time. Have it so basically schedule that because when you're grinding it out, doing what you don't want to do, and you know you have Saturday to do whatever you want to do, and you're liking the fact you have nothing to do on Saturday, perfect. That's the goal you should have for yourself. So give yourself that freedom. And so, again, going back to the original point, point number one, if you try to jump in the deep end too much and try to treat yourself like you're some sort of private in the military and you're getting ground down and for boot camp, you're not gonna, it, it's not going to work for you. So start out by taking the baby steps, point number one, and then remember this point. This is point number four, I think it is, Julie, making it so that you have that cheat day. It's really, really important. Now, as you become a listing agent, as you basically become more successful and have consistent cash flow, then you can have unstructured evenings if you choose to. Then you don't have to work Saturday or Sunday. On a grander scale, you can then start taking two weeks off. Or maybe, like I said, we have coaching clients that take months off. That's how you – but it all starts with the thought, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And then, obviously, the acceptance of the fact that you have to become a listing agent. Everything follows those thoughts. Next point, Julie. Well, so you can't follow – just point number four 
that's not an option. Nice try, though. Some of them are thinking, well, if I follow that point, that's that's an official point. <laughs> no, <laughs> not every day. <laughs> nice try, though. Right. Okay, num- number five, attach your new habit. And I'm going to nerd out just a tiny bit on this because I think it's very interesting and will help them. Number five, attach your new habit to an existing, solid, old habit. This is known as habit stacking. There's a great book called Habit Stacking. S.J. Scott, with two T's on the end, wrote that book. It's a great uh, book that I recommend. So it'll actually work better, this habit stacking idea. It's been proven to be a very powerful technique. This works because of the phenomenon known as synapse pruning. Your brain strengthens the connections between the synapses that you actually use. This is why using your scripts improves you as you use them, right? The, the repetitive nature of it, they actually get better. However, skills also melt away just as quickly when you don't use them because of the synapse pruning. You know, I remember Tim Music, you know, my music training, they always would say, any day that you don't practice, you actually fall back two days because you're not keeping those synapses connected. And I absolutely can attest to that. That's absolutely true. You were talking about uh, lifting weights. You felt that to be true after taking some time off from that. Um, It is a proven actual scientific brain fact that it works this way. So for example, this habit stacking idea. Let's say you always have lunch at noon. Well, that's a habit you've established. Stack the new habit of doing all of your lead follow-up as soon as you're back from lunch. It'll be stronger and a faster habit because it's attached to an existing habit that is already established in your brain. Here's a quote from the Habit Stacking book. The key to habit stacking is to stick to the routine instead of to the individual habits. You want to automatically flow from one action right into the next action without thinking about each individual component. That's why it's important to develop the habit of following the routine. When you're able to perform the habits without breaks or hesitation, that's when you know you've built a powerful habit stacking ritual. Now, I've seen this work with lots of coaching clients. I've played around with it myself. It's so much easier and quicker to attach to something. So some of our listeners are thinking, well, you know, I don't really have a lot of great habits. Well, yes, you do. You probably have a pretty well-established morning routine. And those of you who have spouses and kids, and especially little kids where it's not really up to you, they have to get out the door to the school bus, you're taking them to school, you have an established routine. You have a routine that you do brushing your teeth and what order you take a shower in. You do have established, well-set routines. So perhaps you add something simple, and this book is great because it starts out talking about uh, just doing one push-up a day. If your goal, okay, of course your goal is to do more than one, but by doing one, you've accomplished that. So brush your teeth and do one push-up. The next day, I can almost guarantee you, you'll feel like doing two or five or ten, but always attach it to that original strong habit. And don't think you don't have any, okay? So just think about what do you do very consistently every single day. Some of you guys have uh, end-of-the-day rituals as well. Driving home, you know, that's a pretty well-established path. What do you do as soon as you get in the door? You're in the habit of driving home a certain time of day and a certain route. Attach it to that habit. Is that too nerdy, Tim? Um, well, I was just letting you. You, you know, there? you're a professor. You're, you're you're a professor. <laughs> you're a professor at the Nerdarium, the Nerdarium <laughs> Institute. So when you, so so when you're doing your Nerdarium, uh, you know, I say it respectfully and, lo- and lovingly. I I just mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I was I was out hunt, hunting Pokemon. You were nerding I, out. It. Secretly, yes. <laughs> I was chatting. Um, All right, so let's well, go to our last point. Okay. Yeah, yes. no, it's, but Wait, it makes sense, though. You're, it, 
But you're, what you're essentially doing is you're explaining to them how they do have habits. They have to identify whether they're good habits or bad habits. And then the, if they essentially attach things together, what it does is it shortens the path between the neurological yeah. pathways between what they, where they are and where they want to be. That's basically That's right? it. pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Well, right, so they started out um, looking at – they compared babies had like 40,000 more neural pathways than you do by the time you're 40 years old. And they said, well, why is that? because babies are a blank page. They haven't actually established those paths yet. And by the time you've aged a little bit, you've lost the stuff that you're not using and you've reinforced the stuff you are. So I could go on, but I'll, I won't torture anyone anymore. Okay, number six, control your environment, creating a distraction-free profit zone. I wish we had a sign that said that. This is a distraction-free profit zone. Use whiteboards and visual accountability to help keep yourself on track. Post your goals in five areas of life. Those areas, again, physical, financial, spiritual, family, and education. And track your listings, pendings, closed, and prospects on whiteboards. If you are already a coaching client, we have tons and tons of coaching on the website ready for you to listen to and uh, create for yourself having to do with all of this, whiteboards, visual, visual accountability. This is all about controlling your environment and setting yourself up for success Instead of going into an environment where, you know, you know you've got a wipe-off board in here somewhere, but it's probably covered in files from 1998, right? So actually control your environment and make it a distraction-free profit zone. So there's lots of ideas but, but, in both of the books that we've mentioned, but it comes down to control well, the, and implementation. Go ahead. But Again, Julie, drilling down on that last point, if you guys can control your physical environment, right, what's around you every day, you can control that. There's no doubt about it. You can clean up your office. You can throw some junk out. You can, you know, take those awards off from 1977 off the wall. You can purge the stuff that is psychologically not reinforcing the person you want to become. So you can control your environment. So when you accept that, then you'll also soon discover that you can control your physical, your body. You can control whether you're fat or whether you're skinny. You can control whether your haircut um, looks like your dog chewed on your hair or that you have a nice haircut. You can control what you look like. You can control how you stand. You can control how you speak. You can control the impression you leave on other people. So we know you can control your environment. I think everyone will agree to that. We know you can control your physical state. I think everyone will agree to that. It's pretty obvious, right? So the last thing you can control, and this is where people usually get stuck, is your financial aspects of it. If you can control your your environment, your body, and your money, you control those three things, everything else in life pretty much balances itself out. It's true. Think about it, guys. If you can control those three things, and you can, it's easier than you think. You know already probably the baby steps on how to go about getting those things underway. When you have those three things that you are monitoring every single day, literally you're monitoring yourself, making sure you're taking care of yourself physically. You're monitoring your environment, making sure it's not just becoming a rat hole. You're monitoring your environment, making sure you're paying your taxes, making sure you know, you're saving money, making sure you're doing the things financially that you know you need to do. And we talk about all this stuff in the coaching program, and we give you specific plans. As far as the financial stuff, I definitely encourage you guys to connect with Dave Ramsey. So you do all these things, and you'll find that pretty much the stars start aligning themselves. And the things that you were worried about before, you're not worried about anymore. It, I'm not going to say it's easy, you know, but it does take – it is worth the effort. It is a bridge worth crossing. Julie, any other thoughts as we wrap up today's show? Well, as always, I like to remind them, don't just say, hey, that was kind of a fun, interesting podcast. Do something about this. This is the nitty-gritty, the drill-down 
of how to actually run your week. Remember, if you are not running your real estate practice, it is absolutely positively running you. This is why we have coaching. If it took care of itself, you wouldn't have coaching, okay? So there's an element of job security from a coaching aspect, but really you guys can just take these points and say, I mean, look at the first point, start small. What are you gonna start small with today? What is your one new micro habit, keeping it realistic and attainable, that you will start doing today? I would suggest, because all of you probably have this issue, making the challenge and, and conquering all of your lead follow-up by the end of every business day. I've seen so much improvement when you guys just simply embrace that. So do it after lunch. You always eat lunch. Start eating lunch at the same time of day, doing your lead follow-up at the same time of day. That's one micro habit, and it is absolutely directly related to you making money. You'll see a transformation in your business just doing that. And remember, we talked about working that micro goal victory because you are wired. Remember the quote at the top of the call? You're wired to go towards excitement, not towards the detail, not towards the discipline. So set yourself up so you're having many victories all the time. You know, when we coach scripts, we talk about there's a victory to just stop your car in front of the for sale by owner instead of continuously driving by, even though it's your own neighbor. <laughs> right? It's a victory to stop the car. It's a victory to go to the door. It's a victory to shake hands and to just say, hey, I wanted to see, you know, maybe I have somebody that's a good match for you. You don't have to overdo these things and stress yourself out. So take it seriously and start implementing. And of course, ask for help. So Tim, if somebody's like, okay, these are great ideas, but I need somebody to hold me accountable, what would you suggest is their next step? They want to really take this seriously. Well, obviously, all of our listeners know what I'm about to say, so I don't even have to say it. Fill out the form, we'll call you guys back, and you get into the coaching program. Yeah. That was easy. Thanks for the tea up, Julie. But you know what I was writing down as you were saying that? I listened hmm. to an interview uh, two days ago with Michael Phelps, and I think probably history, like in humanity, is going to remember Michael Phelps as the greatest athlete ever. Honestly, I think that's how they're going to remember him. Like all the way back to the Greek times, all the way back to the beginning of the Olympics, there's never been anyone that's done what he's done. Just so let's just uh, we can just agree to disagree, but let's just stay hovering on the concept that mm -hmm. he's the greatest athlete of all time. So Julie, I have a question for you. In sure. his long history, ever since he was a kid and he started swimming, how many coaches has he had? You know, I don't know. It's a good question. Yes. You tell me. You listen to it. Uh, two or three, maybe. Nope, he's had one. Just one? Wow. One. So I guess he's had the same coach. Yes, he's had the same coach for his entire swimming career That's you know incredible. he's had the same well it is incredible but why is that true because he was um, why is it worked for him oh, he because be he was willing to that's right. That's it, that he was willing to be coachable. Now, it's funny, in this interview, him and his coach, his coach was like, well, actually, Michael was throwing himself under the bus. He was saying, I wasn't always coachable. I've had some times where basically, you know, I was totally and completely a blockhead. And the coach didn't say anything, though internally, you know, as a coach, he was saying to himself, yep, that's right, you were. But he stuck with it. And because the thing with that coach is he knew he knew better than Michael did where all the all the strengths and all of his weaknesses were, and he didn't let him get away with just basically trying to embellish his strengths. You guys know in like in boxing, if you ever and these are just where these thoughts go from from today. These are just sort of random, but I think they're tying into what we're talking about. If you spar with somebody who's not better than you, and let's say they're at the same level or they're not as skilled as you. What's going to happen is you're actually going to lose your you're going to lose your edge, you're going to lose your skill. You're going to actually regress in your ability to box. So when you guys are trying to say to yourselves, "Well, why is it that I'm stagnant? What is it that I'm not doing that I need to be doing?" 
it, it goes back to that last point about controlling your environment, but it's expanding on it. Your environment's not just the clutter around you, but the environment is the people you surround yourself with. Now, it's surrounding yourself with, you know, who you're surrounding yourself with digitally, Facebook and whatnot, and who you're surrounding yourself with physically. So are you surrounding yourself with people that are helping you go to the next level, or are you surrounding yourself with people basically that are not or that are at the same level or they're lesser than you? Because what's happening is without you knowing it, they're slowing you down from progressing. Get better all the time. Improve all the time. That's how God designed you, designed all of us, to improve constantly. The guilt, the frustration, the burnout, the feeling out of balance, all that comes from the denial of the fact that you have a biological imperative to always be improving. If there's anything we can do to ever help you guys, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Quickest way to get started with us is just request a free coaching call at FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com or just fill out that form. In the meantime, guys, any suggestions for sh- shows, any suggestions for interviews, any suggestions for topics – Any shout-outs, any of you who have known us in our 20-year history in the real estate industry, want to reconnect with us, always email us. You have our email. In the meantime, we'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.